Hey guys, welcome back to Community Fitness Podcast. We are here, episode number 102. We're still in those triple digits, and for those quadruple digits, so we're only 900 episodes away. But we, uh, we're joined again. I, Chris, is this the fourth time you've been on the show? I, this is about the fourth time now, I think. Yeah. We had two of and we had man, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it could be the fourth. I think it's the fourth. And I told this to, to Amber last week when she was on our show to kind of, she's a member here. And I was like, Hey, you've only got three more to catch up to Borda. He he's, he's got the record right now. But uh, well, I appreciate you having me that- on. I really enjoy talking about this and I'm, you know, I can only reach so many people on with what I do and to be able to help reach your clients is, is a really good thing. So I really appreciate being on and enjoy it. We have a good time. hundred percent. And we always like having you. That's why it's, it's a no brainer um, for, for those people that don't know you yet. Uh, look back at our episodes. We've got we've got a couple exclusively with Chris, and then we've got one with uh, registered dietitian and fitness gym Suzanne Klaus out of Forward Fitness in St. Louis. She talks about health that Chris and I are very interested in in terms of overall health, performance, longevity. But Chris, the longevity fitness expert, he's the guy, and he's got stuff in the works. He owns Yes Fitness over in Connecticut. He's been in the business for 23 years. 20, we're in our 23rd year, right? Yeah. 23 years. Yeah. He's rocking and rolling. He's an inspiration. He is the reigning champ, uh, results, fitness business owner of the year. And, uh, I mean, the guy's got, the guy's got a, a ton of stuff behind him and he, and he's still working hard to achieve new goals and get better, which I think is something that we can all kind of learn from in terms of our health and fitness and wherever we're at in our life towards something else. Like be good and sit on some, he's, he's as active and as ambitious as ever, but Today we're talking about a few different things before into the main topic of a book that Chris read on the longevity diet. I just want to check in and see how you're doing, man. So what's, what's new in your life? What's, what do you got going on? What's going on in my life? I've got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, I just recently, uh, you know, there's always a silver lining to these, everything that happens in life. And yeah, COVID hit us hard and out of business and things like that. But the silver lining was during COVID, I created a course, uh, 12 weeks strength training course for longevity called get stronger live longer um and then i also created or wrote finished up writing my book get stronger live longer yes the expert's guide to strength training for longevity because my belief is there's a lot of things out there. there's a lot of things we can do lifestyle to help us live longer but we really need to be able to do those things that help us enjoy those years i mean just to live longer is not what's important you want to be able to enjoy whatever years you have so that's why I have such an emphasis on strength training and those two products. And um, I have been training for the Masters Games in uh, New Britain. They were supposed to happen in May, and they got postponed till October, and now they've been canceled till next year. I'm attempting to um, win a 50-meter and 100-meter dash. I've never run a race in my life, but I was an athlete all my whole life. So those are kind of the things that have been going on in my life. So it's been busy. Uh, despite the pandemic, always moving forward. I think it's cool that you had such, um, so a, you had a business to run, you had your own goal, the fitness goals to take care of, mm-hmm. but you brought up these other, these three other projects, these, this get stronger to live your 12 week program. You had the book and you were training for the mad games, the master Olympic games for the sprints and something that you'd never done. Like you had three majors. I just told this to one of our coaches yesterday during our team meeting, like, Hey, you're going to look back in 2020 and you're going to remember COVID, but you're going to remember all three of those other things that you also done too. Exactly. Yeah. COVID has been challenging for a lot of areas, but it really has 
when we're closed, give me a lot of time. Like, what else was I going to do? You can't go any, you can't do anything. So I really could get really focused on my, my training. Although it was a little disappointing that it has been canceled. The silver lining in this is, uh, despite doing this workout five or six times, and I've been training for a long time, I've been training for, you know, most of my life. And I've never had something like this happen. I strained my calf on Labor Day. Seriously strained my calf, like fell down. And I've been rehabbing it. And it's a couple of weeks now. I tried to run yesterday. I might have been able to run it maybe half speed. So I'm not even sure I'd be able to run in the race in October. I don't know if I would be healed by then. So it might be a silver, right, so you know, silver. silver lining. Might have been a good thing. Calves and hips, man, they just linger forever. I have never pulled any muscle in my life. And now my calf. And, uh, yeah, so. So it's been well, interesting. And I started working with a, the uh, speed coach over at Central Connecticut State University to help me get out of the blocks. And uh, it was it's super cool. She gave me some really good workouts. She gave me, like, she was a tremendous help. Because, you know, in such a short distance like that, it's all about that first 10 or 20 meters, right? It's all about the start. And, you know, I went out and bought blocks. I started watching all kinds of YouTube videos. And I get in the blocks. I'm videotaping myself, you know, checking it out online. And then I just said, you don't know what the hell you're doing. You got to hire somebody. <laughs> and I did. So I got a hold of the coach. She's really super nice. And uh, the, the Division One track coach, she knows what she's doing. So I think it's going to make a real difference. Right? We, we tell people that, like, your health and fitness, like, you can go on anything on YouTube on, on working out and healthy lifestyle and everything else, like, anything else like that. And you can do it. But you're somebody who – you know, you have to walk, talk to talk right there. We go through that with people and we say like, at some point, like you just, just go to the experts and get help from them. You're, yeah. you're getting everything done so quick. Like just, you're, you're, you're wasting so much. You're not necessarily wasting so much of your time, but how much further could you be and how much faster could you get there if you just went and sought the expert and got it done? Exactly. Exactly. So lesson learned. I mean, you just, sometimes you need to go to the professionals and I did and I, she's going to make a huge difference. We're going to start up again in the spring, about eight weeks out and uh, I'm really looking forward to working with her. My calf will be healed by then for sure. Well, get it, get it healed. Uh, still stay motivated to do it. And I was, I was trying to keep tabs on and, and, and watching it and seeing kind of where everything was at. So we're still rooting for you. I that watches the podcast is still rooting for him. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be cool. It's not, it's not canceled. It's just postponed. It's just right now. Postponed. Thing. At some point in time, I'm going to run. I will run at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 12-week program, got the book done. That's a huge thing. Uh, I'm excited to read that book when, when, uh, when, I, when I open it up here and get my hands on that. And then, uh, and then the program, anything new in the future um, that's coming up that, that you want to kind of share with us and what we should be in the with you or um, anything like that going on? Um, right now, just, you know, I'm, I mean, me personally going on, I'm trying to settle in and start to pro self-promote myself, start to try to get on some other podcasts to be able to, promote my book, get some sales in my book, get some sales in my 12-week program because uh, it, I'm just so passionate about trying to help, help people be able to enjoy those extra years because it's just crazy. You know, when people walk through our door at 45, 50 years old and they can't, can't do a push-up, they can't squat anymore, they, can't, they get out of breath going up and down the stairs. It's, it's, it's just sad to see that happening. And, um, you know, I'm doing it, actually I'm doing, a, I'm doing a blog tomorrow on everything in moderation. 
my blog tomorrow. Nice. Eating in moderation. So you, you will hear that all the time. Well, I just, you know, I eat everything in moderation. I exercise in moderation. But yet we are more physically unfit. 80% of the people don't get enough exercise. We're heavier as a society. So how is everything in moderation working? It's not working, right? It's not yeah. working at all. So, you know, that's our passion. So that's, that's what I'm working on. So just get that book out there, get some more people exercising and, um, you know, live through the pandemic, stay in business. <laughs> stay in yeah, business. right, right. I mean, arguably going through one of the years that, uh, you know, eventually you've ever had to go through and, and you've already had some, some other hard years, like you went through 9-11, you were in business through 9-11 and, and close to that area up there. You've been thrown different stuff and, and you're still staying strong. But I think the coolest thing is that you're still staying hungry and passionate about what you want to be able to do to change the world and, and change you. And, and I want people to take advantage of that because I think so many people view it as like, I've worked so hard and, and, and now I give up. Or, or like I, I feel like there was one battle that I lost and then I just lost the war type of thing. And right, it, right. And, it, and, and you're still doing it and you're still doing it at high levels. I think the inspiration that your people are there at your gym are going to see from that and stay motivated and people watching this will see it. I know I am like, like, like Thanks. you're tough and, and you're doing it for this long, man. It's awesome. What, what I think what's really cool about longevity is I consider it like a bank. We make deposits. We're taught to save money as a kid, throw your money in a bank and keep making little deposits over time. So it comes time to retire. We have some money to live off of, although I don't think we should ever cruise. I don't think I should ever hit cruise control because that's when you lose your edge and you always have to have some kind of purpose that helps us with longevity, but you can just continue to do little things and it builds and it builds and it builds. So I like to make deposits in my longevity bank. And that's what people need to do. It's not going to do it overnight. Little thing here, little thing there, little there. And next thing you know, from January one this year to January one of next year, you've done so many things to improve on your, you know, your ability to live longer and be able to live healthier and be able to enjoy that increase, increase your health span. So it's, it's all about not hitting cruise control. It's about continuing like that to improve yeah. ourselves, right? Yeah. I like the deposits part and I like not hitting cruise. People, people will get super successful and go on the cruise. Yeah. And, and there's this weird psychological thing that happens like when you reach a circuit that you train for and what you accomplish, mm -hmm. feel accomplished. Like it's almost the same thing. And I told this to somebody the other day, it's not that I don't want you to never think or to think that you can never just settle down and be comfortable, mm -hmm. but you got to know that there's this, there's this stage of psychological, you know, positive psychology, negative psychology. It's a stage that your brain goes through a person when they get comfortable and they take yep. a step and just not they're just not as focused and it happens in all different areas but people just realize it because all the little things that they were doing right all of a sudden the little things that they stopped because they're like oh it's small it doesn't make the, the habits those are the area through through it's cool it's successful 100 very cool um looking at my notes here perfect so you being the longevity fit, fitness expert means that you are up to date and a lot of this longevity fitness stuff uh before we go into the book that you read is there any like brands that you can use that uh you've come across in the last month or two that you want to share for somebody because this is where i i get to nerd out with uh the last month or two anything like anything kind of shocked you mind-blowing anything that came out I don't, I don't think there's been anything that's come out that very recently, you know, because I got to be honest. Yeah. I stay on top of it in that I haven't seen anything new. And then I kind of delved into this book a little bit 
and some of the stuff in the book kind of surprised me, but I, I don't have anything that say, okay, this has changed that much that uh, we need to take a look at things differently with regards to longevity. That's a good, I mean, it's a good sign that A, you're, you're on top of it, but there's nothing that's yeah. really that, that you had to change because you didn't have to change it, but also B, uh, that uh, like everything that's already in play is kind of still moving along. Like right. it's, it's, it's all, there's, there's a show on uh, Netflix that one of our members referred me to uh, she goes, hey, I watched this new Netflix, and it's got Zac Efron in it, and he, the way he talks, kind of like doing things, reminds me of the, that you talk out of the gym, and reminds me of yeah. you, and I'm like, oh, like, I think I probably know Zac Efron, like, I know who he is, what's the show, and she's like, down to earth, so I checked it out, and then uh, I think it was episode three or four, I started watching, it. I'm like, man, this is Chris, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, this, the stuff that they're talking about in there, and they're trying to get people to understand uh it's the same stuff that you've been saying over the last year and a half if not long like like it's not news to, it's not new news we're working it out there so people understand it i think i texted hey man like, there's a great episode on the same stuff that i learned from you like whatever episode it was and you and you watched, watched the show it. yeah i watched yeah. it was it was very interesting probably one of the most interesting things about the show to me was just how he just kept saying you know, every trainer on earth has been telling me to eat protein. Every trainer on earth. And what I took from that was every trainer on earth told you to eat protein because what was your goal? Your goal right. was probably to gain lean muscle mass, probably to lean out your body, right? So I'm not saying that trainer was right or wrong. They probably could have been right because they were telling him what to do for that particular goal. But if you're asking me, and we always have to ask this question, what is your goal? If your goal is to live longer, you need to back off of protein, especially animal proteins. And you need, your, you need your carbohydrates. So the high protein diets, as we'll talk about in a minute, don't, don't get through his, Dr. Longo's, five pillars of longevity because it doesn't, the people who live longer don't eat those kind of meats. They don't eat the animal proteins so he was he kept emphasizing that and i kept saying well that's because you that's what you wanted that was your goal the trainer wasn't wrong because he was delivering for you what you asked for you didn't ask him to live longer you probably asked him to get bigger more muscular lean out get ready for a party whatever it might be right so yeah i, I thought that but the whole show was very interesting yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting show. There was a part on that same episode. I think we were talking proteins, where he's in Italy and they're they're making their own pasta, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't touched a carb, you know, <laughs> high carbs. Like you guys are doing high carbs. I'm not supposed to eat these." Exactly. And they're just exactly cowing down. Uh, good stuff. So that's a cool show to feel free to check out. But um, anyways, let's talk this book that you referred to. It's on my list. It's sitting on my desk. Uh, not read it yet. I'm still going to read it despite everything that we're going to go through today and get a quick, quick review. But um, you can go over and kind of talk about this book that you recommended to me that is going to be next up on my list right after yours. I'm going to read yours. Appreciate that. All right. So it's the longevity diet. Um, Dr. Walter Longo wrote the book. Okay. It's the discover the new science behind stem cell activation and regeneration to slow the aging fight disease and optimize weight. So that's the, the premise of the book. So 
If you're not familiar with uh, Dr. Longo, he, let me just read this here, the Director of Longevity Institute at USC, he's the founder of cultures.create, pardon me, the founder of createcures.com. It's an advanced strategy of illness beyond traditional treatment. So it's an alternative medicine type type deal there. So he is well known in the, in the industry for longevity, especially nutrition. And the idea of the book is to be, and his diet is to put the body and the cells into an anti-aging mode, okay? And to promote autography, which is to get rid of the old garbage cells that aren't working, right? Because he believes that when we take drugs, all it does is address the symptoms, right? It doesn't really always fix the problem. It limits the damage that's occurring to the body. Whereas what he would like to do is to pr promote the reactivation of the pathways that help fight the disease and to do it naturally. So we take a drug, we kind of disrupt the harmony of the body. There's always all kinds of side effects, right? But we want to try to do it without having that disruption, try to get the body to do what it was designed to do. And how do we do that? And this is how he believes we can do that. And a lot of this is stuff that we've already talked about, although he has a couple of takes on it that are interesting. And throughout the book, he does a little bit of research. In the last part of the book, he talks really about the research and that he's done to how the diet helps reduce glucose intolerance, blood pressure, cholesterol, C-active uh, protein, which is a risk factor for coronary artery disease, and the, you know, the reduction in the improvement of triglycerides. So there's all kinds of research sort of at the end of the book and, and how the diet has helped people have cancer and uh, autoimmune diseases. But I'm just gonna talk more about what the diet is and the nuts and bolts of that particular, of the diet itself. So he has five pillars of longevity, okay? And what he believes is that when we take a look at a diet, we wanna take a look at that diet and make sure that it will, it will pass all five pillars. And at the end, we'll take a look at the high protein diets that are out there and how they don't pass his five pillars and his highest pillars are, are based on science. Some of it's based on science, some of it's not quite based on science. So the first thing he starts with is juventology, okay? Juventology is the science of staying young. He wants to make sure that we know and how un understand how the body ages and how to keep the cells younger. So juventology is the first pillar that he, he was uh, believes in. And then epidemiology, which is a cause of important risk factors for disease in defined populations. So epidemiology, we know that's against science, always just constant research being done on that. And then he takes a look at clinical studies of the diet, okay? The clinical study is the testing of hypothesis. So for example, if you have taken too much sugar, you're gonna get insulin resistance, uh, be higher or lead to type two diabetes. So that type of research, that's the third thing he likes to take a look at. The fourth thing is he likes to take a look at centurions. He studies centurions, the blue zones, those five zones in the world that people live longer. And the people that are living longer, does that diet work for them? Are they on a diet that's, that's like that? Is the diet something that's going to be able to stay on for long term? Is it safe? And can you stick with it? And then the fifth thing is he studies what he calls the complex systems, which is to identify machines that can serve as models that function or lose function our body's organs and systems. So for example, like actual, actual, pardon me? Actual, like actual machines? Not actual machines, like but our mean? body's organs and 
systems, right? Okay. So, uh, like proteins and sugars, they activate the genes and the pathways that are associated with aging, like RAS or PKA or TOR-S6K and IGF-1. So proteins and sugars are things that we want to stay away from because they activate those, those complex systems. So those are the five things that he tries to put his diet or anyone's diet up against um, to help the body to age better, live longer, right? And he also has a central lying um, theme that, and this is the same thing that um, Dr. Sinclair wrote, that lifespan has the same philosophy as that. Aging is the central risk factor for all disease, okay? All disease occurs because of aging. And if we were to help this, if we would help aging, we would help everything. And to realize that if we were to cure cancer or cardiovascular disease, we would only increase lifespan by a little over three years. So if we wiped out cancer completely, it would only increase lifespan by three years. Yet, if we were to improve uh, on, those, on the aging process, okay, it would help eliminate cancer, it would help eliminate cardiovascular disease, and then we would add 10, 20, 30 years to our lives. So this is what their belief is that the central risk factor of all major diseases is um, the aging process. So essentially, it's, it's not getting rid of the disease itself, it's how to help aging process to not let the disease happen in the first place. Exactly. To help stop the disease in its tracks, help it, help it not happen, help make sure cancer doesn't happen. And obviously there's a lot of things that are going to get involved in it, but that cardiovascular disease, we know the things that are going to make us have cardiovascular disease, right? Become obese, right. eat saturated fats, don't do any exercise, don't sleep, right? So let's get rid of cardiovascular disease by taking care of the risk factors rather than popping a pill, right? So right. that's that's kind of the thought. That's the thought process behind what, what they're trying to accomplish here. So the diet itself, there are nine things to follow in the diet. I, I don't want to miss any of them, so I got a little, I have my notes here. So you want to follow a pescatarian diet, right? And which is a plant-based diet with a little bit of fish. You want to have fish two to three times a week, Obviously, you want to avoid the fish with mercury, you know, halibut, swordfish, mackerel, tuna, those type of things have the healthier fish. And which is that, this isn't news, right? This, is, this isn't new to us. We want to try to follow a plant-based diet. If we're over 65, we want to introduce a little bit more fish and a little bit more animal protein, maybe, maybe some eggs, um, goat cheese, um, feta cheese, goat milk, yogurt, things like that. Because at 65, five or so, 65 to 70, we don't produce as much IGF-1, the growth hormone factor, right? And we start to lose weight, we start to lose muscle mass. So we want to try to introduce a little bit more protein as we get a little bit older. This is number two thing, we're gonna stay very low on protein actually. And the people who live the longest are low on protein. So he recommends 0 0.031 to 0.036 grams a protein per day per pound, 0 0.01, 0 0.031 to 0 0.036 of grams of protein per pound per day. 
So what is so that? If a person, yeah, basically if a person weighed 150 pounds, 60 grams approximately of protein a day. Uh, yeah, so I, I wrote some numbers that. So if you're 130 pounds, a lot of women around 130 pounds, we're talking 40 to 47 grams of protein a day. Two to 200 pounds, two to 220 is 60 to 67 grams a day, right? And again, at 65, we want to try to increase that a little bit, head to 20% or five to 10 grams a day. Again, trying to increase it by that, those types of proteins we just talked about. So very low protein. And what's interesting is the RDA, I think the RDA is 0.36 grams per day. Give me two seconds and I'll know. Keep talking and I'll, I'll bring it back yeah, up. So really he's, he's less than the RDA, which I, I thought was a little bit interesting. Number three, fats. Of course, we want to have good fats. Olive oil, salmon, walnuts, almonds. Stay away from saturated fats, trans fats, hydrogenated oils. He recommends having three tablespoons of olive oil a day and one ounce of nuts. So fats are no I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. RDA. 0.36 for the RDA. Yeah, so he's recommending less than the RDA for protein. So one thing we have to do in life is we need to absorb information and decide what's right for us, okay? I would, lean point. On the, I would lean on the higher side myself personally because I want to maintain muscle mass. I want to be able to function right. as I get older. I don't want to be over weak and frail, so. The fats recommendation is the same. We've always been talking about good fats. Carbohydrates, pretty much the same thing. We want to have complex carbohydrates, legumes, vegetables. Stay away from the simple sugars, uh, pastas, breads, fruit, fruit juices, rice. Um, you know, carbohydrates always get a bad, bad rap out there, but they're so important to our body, right? Because we need to, to fuel ourselves properly for our cells to be able to fight the war on oxygen, viruses, and other molecules that destroy our DNA. So we need carbohydrates in our diet, right? And if you kind of take two parts, those carbs, sorry, Chris, there's two parts of the carbs too that I want to touch. It's like a lot sure, of fruits ahead. and vegetables. There's yeah. A lot of fruits and vegetables, all carbohydrates, that's where our vitamins and minerals are. Yep. And I had this conversation with somebody over the summer when it was you know, crazy hot out and we're, we're sweating like pigs, you know, so doing anything that we can do. And while well, you, you might be underhydrated, your, your body's not really holding on to the water and you're sweating. Much. Like eat some more carbs. Like it's a carbohydrate, like also holding on to more water than the carbs. more water in your body is always a good thing. Yeah. So I'm supposed to say, stay healthy, like keep your body limber and, and keep your muscles working right. And their organs, organs are working like it, like it helps you retain water. Yeah. One thing I don't care for that in his recommendation of staying away fruits and fruit juices. It, yes. If you just eat a piece of fruit, right? It does have sugar. It's going to get metabolized really quickly. So don't eat the piece of fruit alone, right? Eat the piece of fruit with something else to stop that absorption process so quickly. Um, because I believe there's so many nutrients in fruits that I think that we should have them in our diet. Have it with your meal if you want to have it with your meal. If you enjoy some fruit, just don't have it alone. Don't just drink a glass of orange juice alone, right? Um, number five is to eat foods like our ancestors eat. Now, this is not one that I necessarily would follow personally, but he believes that you want to eat some foods that your ancestor ate in your region. So, for example, in Japan, 
your grandparents may be from Japan, and I, I don't know anyone from Japan, I didn't talk to anybody about this, but from Japan, your grandparents may not have salt, may not have had milk, okay? So now if you go to start to drink milk, you might have a hard time breaking it down um, and you might be milk intolerant. I think that now generations and generations live in the United States. We don't have that like central, like if you're from Italy, these are the foods that you eat, right? And if you're from um, wherever, Spain, these are the foods you eat. Because of the diversity in the United States, I think that's a little bit hard to do, right? So I, I don't have that one on the top of my list of things to do. You know, I'm Italian. I love pasta. I'm going to eat pasta. But um, that's one of his things is to eat foods that your ancestors ate. Now, maybe we could take a look at the, the fact that our ancestors ate me, uh, less processed foods or foods that they made themselves. Certainly, that would be uh, a factor to take a look at. Um, if your weight is normal, he wants you to eat two meals a day, like breakfast and a large meal, and have one nutritious snack. So two meals and a snack per day. If you're going to lose weight, if you want to drop some weight, or over 65, you want you to eat three meals a day and a snack. Okay? So not necessarily have more food, but trying to spread that meal out, especially if we're a little bit older. It might take a little bit longer for us to be, it might be harder for us to digest, okay? So if you're kind of really overweight, you want you to have breakfast and lunch or dinner, so two meals and two snacks. So he is in pumping up it a little bit higher, but that snack should be no more than 100 calories and three to five grams of sugar. So we can take a look at just right there. We're not taking in a whole lot of food, right? I mean, unless you're really gorging yourself, that's not a whole lot of food, two meals and a snack. And yeah, your body, your stomach's gonna shrink a little bit, you're gonna get full faster. He does recommend taking a multivitamin every two to three days. And one of my concerns is, are we getting enough nutrients out? You know, I'm a lot of eats fruits, a lot of vegetables, eating two meals a day. Am I getting enough nutrients? Am I getting enough nutrients by only taking in 0.3 grams of, um, grams of protein per pound of body weight? So I'm not talking about a whole lot of food here, right? Right. And he wants us to restrict our eating to 12 hours. And if you're trying to lose weight, 10 hours. So if you're going to have breakfast at 6, you're done eating at 6 p.m. Now, if you cut it to 10 hours, I guess it – I'm sorry, go ahead. Fasting protocol. Almost yeah. imposed fasting protocol. He's not calling right. that. He's you got an open window to eat. Yeah, yeah. And when you get down to 10 hours, it can maybe cause some contraindications or complications for increased coronary disease risk factors. Uh, 10 hours is a short period of time. That means you're eating breakfast at 8, dinner at 6. That's short. That's a short period of time. Um, he believes in periodic prolonged fasting. And whenever you fast, you should have a doctor or a dietitian looking over that. So his fast, we're going to talk about his fasting program because that's really one of the meat and potatoes of this, is – um, two to five times a year to fast if you're under 65 and healthy. And I'll go through some of those guidelines later. And then the main thing is that you want to follow these guidelines, these eight things, until you reach a healthy weight and your abdominal circumference is under 40 or 35, for 40 for a male, 35 for a female, if you two times risk factors for tumor 
and then 33 to 37 if you're un I, I forget what that is now off the top of my head. Whatever the guidelines are for abdominal circumference, I want to say it's less than 40 to 35. I want to say it's 33 to 27. But anyway, he wants you to follow these guidelines until you get rid of that abdominal fat, right? Because we know that fat's not good for us. So that's kind of the diet portion of what he believes in. Some things I think might need to be taken a look at individually, like the amount of fruits that you eat and the amount of protein that you take in, but that's, those are his guidelines, which is not far off by what most people do or most people believe in for longevity. Now, exercise was very confusing to me, okay? He says, what type of exercise you do doesn't matter. So my definition of exercise is you're progressively overloading the systems. You're working. I believe he's more talking about movement. Five to 10 hours a week, more is not better. It's like a used car. We don't want to buy a car with 200,000 miles on it, right? But it's not good for the car not to be used at all. So we want, we want to be doing something. So he wants you to walk fast one hour a day, cumulative one hour a day. On top of that, if I understand this correctly, on top of that, every other day, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you want you to do 30 to 40 minutes of either swimming, riding your bike, something like that, and then another two hours on the weekend. And on the weekend, he suggests walk everywhere. So he doesn't really talk to you. To me, he's not talking about exercise. He's talking about movement and activity. Okay. He says, use your muscles. So, hey, go out and mow the lawn, you know, get out of your car, open the, open the garage door up and down, grow your own food, stuff like that. When we take a look at what the CDC recommends, they recommend 150 to 75, 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity to 75 minutes of intense activity. I think that defines it much better than what he's talking about here. And certainly when you get to 300 minutes of, of moderate intensity activity or 150 minutes of intense activity, you don't see that much more benefit. So you don't need to do more, okay? You just need to do, get that 150 minutes in, which you should be getting out of breath, right? You should be breaking a sweat yeah. a little bit, you know? Get, a, get a yeah, get enough in, but more not better in this case. Get enough, but then spread it out every exactly. And you don't need to, like, I don't disagree with the activity. Park your car, walk further, take the stairs, you know, walk to the store and stuff like that. But to me, that's not exercise. To me, that's activity. Right. That's my own personal that's belief. Non-exercise-based activity thermogenesis. Exactly, exactly. The other thing he talks about for protein, he doesn't think that we should take in point, more than 0.33 grams of protein per pound of body weight because it doesn't promote muscle growth. He thinks 30 grams is what we need to be at. So one of your meals should be 30 grams of protein, and it should be within an hour or two of working out. Have a little carbohydrate with that as well to optimize it. So again, nothing really crazy different about what he's talking about, right? But this is where it becomes different. He promotes a product. His 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 product is on a website called L, um, L Nutra, L-Nutra.com. For, so for the fasting, you want to buy his product or this product. And all the I think the proceeds of the product goes to research and things like that. I don't think he's making money on a product. But I, I personally don't like engineered food. You know, I'd rather try to eat natural foods. He doesn't talk about that. He talks about doing this um, fasting mimicking diet, okay? 
for a healthy person, okay, a healthy person, twice a year, healthy weight, no risk factors twice a year. So I'm going to kind of go through them a little bit. The product is not overly expensive. It's about $225. So you'd have to, that's about 500 bucks a year if you're healthy to do this diet, to do this fasting two to five days a, a, a year, twice a year, right? And the research of this program does show that it helps to, you know, to regenerate the stem cells, turn them on to help the immune system, the nervous system, the pancreas, you know, promotes autophagy, all that kind of stuff. So his research shows that what they do and this product does help this, okay? I just prefer to try to eat more natural foods and engineered foods. And so being engineered, it, it's going to make sure that we're getting enough nutrients in there, that we're getting enough calories during this fast. Um, it's a variety of different ways to take it, I guess, different foods so that it's something that a lot of people are going to like. It's not just one particular food uh, and it is plant-based. So um, let me just give you some of the guidelines. Of course, you want to be under doctor supervision or a dietitian supervision. So you're, if you're weight or obese, and you have two risk factors for diabetes, cancer, coronary artery disease, or a, neuro, or a neurodegenerative thing. You want to do this fast once a month. Once a month wow. is what it's going to take to kick the body back into what it should be doing, right? If your average, if your, um, average or normal weight with two risk factors, it's once every two months or every other month. If you're an average weight and you have one risk factor, it's once every three months. If it's normal weight, but you're physically inactive, it's about quarterly once every four months. And then if we're active and we're normal weight twice a year. So that's a lot of times in there for someone who's obese. And certainly if you're following that nutrition, those nutrition guidelines and you're fasting, hey, you're gonna lose weight. You gotta lose weight, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's gonna be something happening. Something's gotta be happening, right? We see it all the time, but um, I did have not tried the product. I may try the product to see it, what it's like. Um, but this is his belief in what it takes to turn the body back on to do what it was designed to do, to get those cells working in it was supposed to work, to fight diabetes the way it should be fought, to fight cardiovascular disease the way it should be fought. So there's a lot of things in there that aren't really new to us, I don't think, just his limits of them is what's kind of a little bit different. Right. They're more, more prescription, his prescriptions. They're not necessarily exactly. his, exactly. his limits. And I know we got a couple more to go, but I want to make sure that you stay on time. You got seven minutes until 1 p.m. your time. That's what I got. Seven, at one o'clock, I got a call. <laughs> yep. So I just want to make sure you knew uh, to keep on track if you want to buzz through those last yeah. couple pillars that we have. Yeah, so I we can touch on based on this is you know this is interesting stuff. I I would not say don't do this. I think it's a great book to read. I think it's a good book to give you more information, just more information for you to use, utilize, determine what you want to do to help yourself live longer. I do think you need to lift some weights. He says lift weights twice a week. I don't think his guidelines for exercise are, are solid. Okay, and uh, I think you know some of the other things in nutrition like i talked about already are some things that i would personally probably not follow but um i don't know if i can argue with them i mean the dude's no science man i mean the dude's yeah he's pretty yeah. up there so <laughs> right but i mean like you said, it's not like it's not like you're telling us stuff from what you've done before in the podcast and what you put in your book it's not like you're telling your stuff where you don't know anything i mean you know your exactly. stuff too 
Exactly. I think the main thing that you're saying here is, is take the information and what you do with, like do something with it, but do what works best for you and what you, and if anything, experiment with it all and then see exactly. what else. But the main thing too, is that if you're, if you're focused as longevity, as a goal, doing something or a hybrid of these two things that when your book comes out and, and this guy's stuff, mm -hmm. you're doing something towards it. I mean, you, you both are, you're not giving us false information. Right. Exactly. And start making deposits, start making deposits in that longevity yes. bank. Right. So take some information from here, take some information from the other times that we've spoken and especially the information about, um, you know, the, butt got, the, the, uh, the gut biome that we did with, um, yeah. I mean, that was great stuff. So, Again, just yeah. start to make some little changes, right? Start to make some changes, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think if anything, if people just have to, like you just said there, start making their deposits. You can't sit and keep thinking about it or start looking for more information of what the best way to do things are or what the right way to do things are. Like you'll figure out the right way to do things are if you do enough things and you'll figure out what works best for you, but you can't not do anything. That's, that's exactly. the main thing. You've got to make deposits. You've got to start saving up something somewhere. Yeah, it's just it's just not gonna happen. You gotta do something, right? Think shit just doesn't happen. You gotta make it happen, right? I didn't just like wake up one day and say, Okay, I have a book. It took me a year. Yeah. You gotta you gotta start somewhere, you gotta start doing you know, figure out what you wanna write about, grab some articles so your world, put it all together. It's a process. So in the end now I have a book, right? Same thing with longevity. It's a process. In the end we're gonna live longer. So everything is a process, right? Yeah. Living longer and then being more functional when you're longer, being able to enjoy those years. I just had that conversation with the lady here, like, Hey, you're coming up on retirement. Like you didn't work your ass off your, your, you know, these last four years to just get retired and be brittle and frail. Like let's get you enjoying your trips, your vacation, your hikes, your skiing trips. Like let's rock and roll. Like this is what yeah. it's all about right now. Like you have to enjoy your life the most. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hey, we don't want to work our cool. ass off for all these years and then get to retirement and just sit on our butts and not be able to enjoy it. I mean, come on. I mean, I don't think I'll ever retire because I think it's important to keep working, but let's enjoy this. Yeah. The kids are gone. <laughs> right. hundred yeah. percent. Chris, always a pleasure. Uh, always good stuff. I took another whole thing of notes here that I'm going to be looking at and using content later on in our life. And I'll make sure I get this, some of the stuff up for, for you as well. Um, yeah. Hey, Great. we say this every time. Let's do it soon. Do it again, man. Soon. I appreciate you having me on and then I hope I'm helpful to help some people. You definitely will be. And uh, I'll let you know if anybody has any questions on this, as I always do. And guys, thanks for watching like this. this there's a lot of big nuggets here, but Chris said it, make your deposits, start making your deposits. If there's a theme on there, get the information, but make your deposits. And, and once again, this is Chris Border from Yes Fitness. Give him a follow on Facebook and Instagram uh, and make sure you're paying attention and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back on in the future and definitely when that book comes out, but, uh, everybody else, thanks for watching the community fitness podcast. I'm Jordan Rudolph. Once again, Chris, thanks for joining the show. Thanks. Buddy. We'll yeah. We'll see everybody next week. Mm -hmm.